Let me ask you a question. Okay. Have you noticed that Ishmael Johnson is kind of dressed up today? He is looking pretty sharp. <laughs> yeah. Well, is this is this uh, he's, troubling he, to you? He uh, he's going on a date with me and Matt Step later. Yeah, and just so, wants to impress us. Oh, I see. Oh, you know, he's are, trying to impress too much older wealthy men. Are you? <laughs> and who among us? Wealthy is right. the right word. Yeah. Uh, one of them's wealthy. Yeah. And there's one of them literally runs Bank of America. So. Um, oh, I see. Try to pass that off. <laughs> uh, like he wasn't. Are talking you guys about going? Because you. you guys are going to La Vega, Paris tonight. Yes. Yeah. At the Star. The star. Um, are you guys going to Connie Rosa before? Her? Maybe. Are you? Maybe. Are you? I'll send you a picture, buddy. Let you know how good it is. Now, (laughs) now, I don't feel too bad for me because as great as Connie Rosso is, and it is great, Mm -hmm. I'm having breakfast for dinner. Uh, I had breakfast for dinner last night. And breakfast for dinner is, like, if I'm going to make dinner at home, that's, like, my maybe my number one draft choice. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel too too bad, but it's like yeah, I'm I'm as I've said many times before, I am on house arrest yep. unless I'm unless I'm being paid. You're not, but Frisco's not that far from the house. <laughs> I've seen you drive. You could do it. You can make it back in ten minutes, right? I'm not even like I. Can't, it's easy for me to do this. There's literally it's, nothing I can say. Right, and there's there's, there's literally no, no end to the things that I can <laughs> yeah. poke you with. No, so. because uh, hey, why don't you just come in? Yeah, man. Hey, Why don't you like Texas high school football the baby, anymore? The baby's probably not going to come. It's there. probably not. Like the moment, the moment I step foot in that stadium, <laughs> you get a phone call. Is when I would. Get but wouldn't you like to just get it over with? I mean, the sooner you get it over with, the sooner <laughs> that, you'll be at football games again. That's not true at all. <laughs> no, no. There is a firm. Like I know exactly when the next football game I'm going to is. <laughs> It's 11 o'clock, 11 on, o'clock on Wednesday, December 19th. That's the, first, that's the next football game I'm going to. Uh, uh, although I'm going to, and we'll talk about this in a moment, I am absolutely going to stream a bunch of games on Texan Live. Yeah, I am we will talk a lot about that. Locked in. We should probably start the show. Hit the theme, Expo. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on the show. Yes, yes, yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, the show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website Think you for spending part of your day with us whether you are watching us live at texasfootball.com or on facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice either way thank you for doing your part support your local mediocre internet show i'm sitting here sitting over there making it sound good today celebrating his 91st birthday happy birthday to the great vin scully hey i did i saw that i saw him i'll be shoot that message out to him today i don't even know like the only person I know, like everyone tries a Vin Scully impression. Yeah. The only one who does it well is Hank Azaria. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because he's the one. And yeah. the and here come the pretzels. Here come the pretzels. Um. Yes. Uh. So happy birthday, Vin Scully. And and sitting to my right, the password sharing to my Netflix, our West African <laughs> prince. It is Ishmael Johnson. Hey, All up? dressed up. I don't. I don't see why I'm. I don't I'm wearing you a sweater. This is it, also. This is a lot coming from a guy who shows up in like a, a half suit. Half right. The this time is the here. one guy in the office. Who oh, I've got to go to Fox. Right. Like I want you to be this dressed guy. up here. How did I can't wear a sweater what? and a polo? Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's how that. How did this turn into a <laughs> because, run with me? I was be, saying you look nice. That's no, how no. dare you? 
How dare you? There's no greater Appreciate insult in there's no greater insult in sports journalism than saying somebody dresses well. Like Sam Khan is the most insulted man <laughs> in the history of sports media. Thank you, Greg. Anyway. Could today, be a jerk, Greg. Today's Thursday, November 29th, 2018. 364 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 670, 670, Justin Smokes OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. That's the smoke monster. He was traded for Cliff Lee. On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. F it, we'll do it live. We're going to look at the games tonight, Thursday games to watch. Uh, we'll talk about there's five games tonight in the Texas High Football Playoffs, one of which got moved to today. Maybe two? Are we missing one? Maybe we're missing one. Are we? I know Mount Vernon got moved. Mount Vernon got moved. I, Is that the one? one? Yeah, that's the one okay. I got down. Yeah, uh, Jerry has not updated on his site, thus oh. it has not been updated on ours. Anyway. Yeah. Um, then, 12-15, talk to the head coach of the Amarillo Tascosa Rebels. Coach Ken Plunk will join us. We'll talk a little bit of Reb football ahead of their big game against Mansfield Lake Ridge in the regional semifinals of the 6A Division II bracket. And then, back after the show, we've got the picks, my opus to the regional <sighs> semifinals of the Texas Tech football playoffs. Uh, it is uh, 17 minutes long, so buckle up. But you know what's good is that with no scroll, it actually has the same effect on the podcast. So there you go. Uh, and you don't have to look at me. So bonus to you, podcast uh. listeners. And we will round it all out with a very truncated version of free money, America's <laughs> An extremely truncated. Yes. Let's start, guys. Thursday games to watch tonight. The regional semifinals of the Texas High School football playoffs kick off. And the regional finals of the Texas of the six man brackets. One uh, A. There's one one A Division two game tonight. Uh, we start with the game that you guys are going to be at at uh-huh. the, Star the Stars in Frisco. Four uh, A Division one Waco La Vega and Paris in a game that Matt Step has referred to as a street fight. Yeah, I like this. It. Is going to be maybe the hardest hitting game of the week. It might be. These are yeah. two. Physical, mean teams. Yep. And they are going to hit each other. Yep. Um, I'm really interested to see, you know, um, Waco, uh, Waco La Vega is a team that we've ha- kind of had our eye on for a while. We feel like they are peaking. They're getting better as the season goes on. Uh, Paris is a team uh, that's been kind of right under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, a team that we're very, we're very high on, but they've got to play a clean game. That's kind of their, their questions. Can they play a clean game? This will be super physical. This will be really fun to watch. The pads are going to be popping at eight or, uh, at the Ford Center uh, in Frisco. Um, I hope, I hope Paris travels. I think they will. Uh, it's they not should, that far. It's not that far. They should travel. If they don't travel for this one, whew. yeah, yeah, maybe they'll travel for Arlington. But yeah. in any case, uh, then two games in three division one: Eastland and Shallow Water. Uh, the Baron Morton Show takes aim at the unbeaten Shallow Water Mustangs. The Cutter um, Sparks Show. The Cutter Sparks Show. Come on. So it's going to be um, <laughs> fair and balanced over here. This, Let's go. This is going to be. This game is at at the Mustang Bowl in Sweetwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could be anywhere tonight, we were tempted. I would be there. It's a long weekend. We got four games this weekend, and driving out to Sweetwater to start it felt like burning the batteries a little too soon. I would be eating Big Boy Barbecue and then going to the be- yeah. to one of the best stadiums yeah. in the state. Um, but two great quarterbacks, Baron Morton and and Cutter Sparks, is going to be fun. I think I, I picked not to ruin my picks. Stay tuned for the picks. Please watch this whole show. Nah. Um, I, I believe I picked Shallow Water, but Eastland certainly got the firepower to make this game fun. Uh, other three A Division one game. This game got moved. There, are, there, are, there's big weather that's going to be rolling through East Texas tonight. 
And so, or tomorrow night, rather. And so they moved up Mount Vernon in Atlanta. This is going to be 7.30 p.m. Friday, uh, tonight at, um, at Pirate Stadium in Longview, uh, home of uh, Longview Pine Tree. Uh, you know, Atlanta is a team that we've, had, we, we've like, had really high hopes for. A lot of talent coming back from a team that dropped down. Slow start, but they finally started picking up and they started hitting their stride. The Rabbits are starting to look like the team we thought was going to be. Um, and then Mount Vernon... Uh, Mount Vernon got a great win last week and keeps on humming. That that I think that defense is really starting to round in form. So keep an eye on this game. Uh, this game got moved to tonight. Two A Division Two, uh, a district rematch uh, between Vega and Stratford. Uh, Vega, of course, the alma mater of Ken Purcell, my co-host on Fox <laughs> Friday. Uh, he's always keeping me up to date on the Vega thing. This was um, these teams played on October nineteenth. Uh, at Vega, and Stratford took home a 35-6 win. Um, now, Vega, I think, is playing better. Vega, I think, has, has kind of turned the corner. Uh, but I got to see, basically, uh, I got to see Vega be able to slow down what has been a fantastic running game uh, for Stratford uh, with their quarterback, uh, Euden Romero. Um, so that's kind of the, the name of the game here. Can the Vega defense step up and slow down this, this kind of high-powered Stratford rushing attack? Uh, should be fun out there. That is at Bivens Stadium in beautiful Amarillo, Texas. And we've got our first regional semifinal. We will, or regional final, rather. Uh, we will punch a ticket to the state semifinals tonight. Uh, 1A Division Two, Motley County, and Follett. And if you have not seen these two teams, um, I'm not sure why, <laughs> but uh, you should definitely go do it. By the way, the preview's ready to go. For the site. (laughs) For the site. uh, Because I was looking for it on the site. Well, we uh, didn't post it last night because we were waiting for you to make that one update. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But uh, this is a game that I know. You played yourself. I did play myself. (laughs) Um, But Lehman Saunders, I know, is very excited about this game. Looking at us. I am. Sorry. I don't know. It ain't our fault. I know. Give me a break. Um, This is a game. uh, Follett has a number of of playmakers, most notably Christian Baker. Uh, Motley County has the maybe, I think the state's leading rusher. Keegan Kyler Deegan has three thousand three hundred seventy-two yards and sixty-nine touchdowns on the ground. Decent, nice, decent. Um, f- uh, this is going tonight, uh, seven o'clock in White Deer. If you want to go get some six-man action in your life, uh, this has a chance. There's a lot of six-man games that uh, have ended up being defensive battles. Now that we get in the playoffs, I think this is going to be super pointsy. And so, if you're into pointsy stuff. Uh, then by all means, check that out. So those are Thursday games to watch in uh, the regional semifinals of the Texas High School Football Playoffs. Get out and see a game tonight. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting. All across the Lone Star State, I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And you're probably saying, well, why would I want to do that? Well, a few reasons. First and foremost, uh, it helps support Max Thompson's habit that we won't name. Uh, But you get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. Uh, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, 
um, a season's worth of Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast. Uh, recruiting analysis from friends and NFL athlete. You also get two magazines, 2018 Recruiting Edition, a day of Campbell's Tech Football. It's starting to roll off presses today, so it's going to go in the mail for subscribers today. So if you subscribe today, we'll add you the list and we'll put it in the mail for you. You also get pre-order for the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football, the 400-pager, uh, the one you know, uh, and the one you love, hopefully. You're watching the show. You better love it. Um, <laughs> Anyway, you get that. All those things I just listed, all for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year. And, and, and I'll just tell you that the two magazines retail for more than that before tax. So I'm just saying there's that if you're into math. No, it's but not. who is into math? Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com. Max, let's go to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Hotline. And bring in the head coach of the Amarillo Tascosa Rebels. We're joined by Coach Ken Plunk. Coach, how are you? I'm very good. How are you doing? Wonderful. How are things in beautiful Amarillo, Texas? <laughs> it was re- weather's great right now. Well, we uh, for now. are not used to this in uh, <laughs> late November. I was going to say this is that's a that's kind of a change of pace for you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. You Last guys... time we were in the third round, it was six degrees. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are through to the regional semifinals um, after a, a resounding win uh, last week over a good Ar- over a really good Arlington team. Um, I'm, I'm really interested. Uh, last week, you guys go into uh, the game with Arlington. Um, a yes. team that's undefeated, a team that had really been hot, and you guys kind of find a way to crack the code. What was the game plan going in uh, against uh, what had been an unstoppable Arlington squad? Well, I, I mean, we were just going to play good, solid football. We knew, you know, we're pretty good at running the football and thought we might control the clock. The game didn't turn out the way. I mean, we thought we could win it, but mm-hmm. we didn't think we'd get up 35-3. to 3. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, uh, uh, that was three turnovers. Uh, one was kind of a fluke deal. Two of them were just good plays by us, and then one – we had a receiver ball popped up, and we, and we returned it almost for a touchdown. So, uh, I mean, if I could have scripted that as a game plan, I would. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, and, and, you know, really, truthfully, we, we just played well, uh, and we've been playing well. This mm-hmm. is, uh, we, we were kind of peaking, we think, at the right time. Uh, it started right at the beginning of district. I was not extremely pleased with our performance in the non-district. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going into district, we started playing better, and, kind of continued through the playoffs. Yeah, you know, you mentioned that. I was, I was going to kind of bring that up. The, the, the non-district slate for you guys was uh, bits of bit of fits and starts. Uh, you know, you lose right. to a, a, you know, a, good, a good Amarillo team. Uh, uh, you know, you, you struggle a little bit with Abilene in the opener, but you get the win. You, you go and you play that, 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 uh, that odd cross-regional game with Brownsville, <laughs> Hannah, and San Antonio yeah. uh, and lose to a, what's obviously a, a really good Hannah team. They're still rolling. Um, what was it? What, what did you feel like something changed right before district play? Because it seems like since then you guys have really been playing at a different level. I think so. And of course, the, and you brought it up. I mean, the Hannah loss, Hannah's good. Yeah, that's you know, uh, I think you know some people would predict this to win that, and uh, but that's probably not based on any evidence. Hannah was a good football team, and we went down and played decently well. They just played a lot better and uh, played a lot harder and played more intensity and. Uh, and I think it's shown. I mean, they're still playing. So uh, I think what the thing that we did, uh, one, one, we were pretty young, particularly on offense. I mean, mm-hmm. we had one returner on the O-line, so we had to kind of get going there and block things a little better. Uh, defensively, we're kind of coming into our own, and we're playing really well defensively now. Uh, I don't know. I think we told us, guys, look, we can try to set out and schedule a 5-0 and non-district. I mean, we can. We, we can try to get five teams that we know we can win. But I don't know that does us a lot of good. The year before we were five and zero, oh, and then we won one of the next five. I mean, <laughs> six and four. So 
we played a good, stiff competition. And uh, you know, our team's very unselfish. We're not worried about who gets the ball, who gets the credit, who ends up with the most yards. And as a result, when you do what we do offensively, you have a chance to be pretty good if you're not selfish. Uh, you guys are. Um, you, you've been at this program now for for a while. I'm not trying to date you, but I'm just saying. You know, you've you've, you've, you've been there for for a spell. Uh, how have you seen this program change uh, in the time that you've been there at Tascosa? It's my tenth year, yeah. and uh, we uh, Tascosa has always had potential. I mean, it's it's a great place. It's a it sits just right in the middle of Amarillo, and we draw from so many different and diverse groups and. Uh, we have a lot of a lot of tradition, a lot of interest in the program, but, but it always a little bit underachieved in the football realm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't know that we're anything special from a coaching stand, standpoint, but we just put a system in place and had some success early, and then we actually collapsed for a two-year period of time where we won four games over two years. Uh, but since then, we've won nine, ten, and then you know seven, and ten, or nine again this year. Uh, so I mean, it's uh, we're I don't know. We, we, it has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Our, our expectations now are different i mean i know when i first got here we just gotten moved into the permian midland district and i'll be honest with you as a community we didn't think we stood a chance against those teams and that was something that we just you know we i'd always hear we do great till we play the teams down south which means midland odessa mm-hmm. and we kind of changed that mentality a little bit we're talking with Ken Plunk, the head coach of the Tascosa Rebels here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Coach, it's, it seems uh, to me that uh, one of the things that has really changed this year, um, you know, you've always had a pretty good offense, but it seems like it's hit another gear this year. It seems like you guys have had a little bit more consistency and you've been able to find those bigger plays. Was there, is that a personnel thing or, is, or do you think that it is just, uh, or do you think that it's just, you know, scheming around or just, you know, plain old good luck? I probably a combination of all of. Them. I think yeah. we, you're right. We're at a different level right now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, as, as of yet, I mean, go back to really the last five games. We're probably averaging about 450 yards a game rushing, about 500 total. Anytime you're able to get that kind of yards on the ground, that that amount, mm-hmm. uh, you really you're going to control the clock. You're going to control the, the, the you're going to dictate a lot in the game. I think a little bit of it is is, is we're explosive really at all the three positions at the quarterback, the uh, fullback position, and the slot position. We can throw the ball uh, a bit. We've had some big plays in the passing game, but uh, we're, we're certainly not going to set any records passing. Hmm. No, you guys, uh, you know, the, the, the numbers are not going to overwhelm you in passing, but uh, but offensively, uh, look, you got two guys who are running the ball. I'll get to one of them uh, who might live with you here in a moment. But uh, the guy who kind of steals the steals the, the headlines a lot of the time is, is, is King Doru, a kid who um, really seems like he's, he's, he's grown as a player uh, throughout the, throughout his high school career, you're the guy who gets to see him every day in practice. What is it about your outstanding senior running back that makes him so special? Well, I think the biggest thing is is that he's a, he's a you know obviously Division one talent, but mm-hmm. uh, and you know probably could be a guy that would carry it thirty or so times a game, but he's okay carrying it twelve, mm-hmm. uh, and he's okay he's okay blocking fifteen times, he's okay catching two or three passes, and. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's about winning the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly it hadn't hurt him from a recruiting standpoint. He was widely recruited and ended up committing to Purdue. But uh, a little of it is is he buys into the philosophy that we have. It's not about who carries the ball. It's about doing your job and letting the team win football games. 
and the other guy kind of in that offense, and, and you guys run the flex bone offense, and, and the, right. the quarterback is, is the, the trigger man in, in, in all aspects of, of that. And uh, the, the quarterback, Joseph Plunk, uh, your, your son, is, is, has, has really stepped in and, and been solid uh, for you guys. Um, I'm really interested in, in, in kind of his progress throughout the year because uh, this is a guy who, you know, you, you it, it seems like he's gotten better as the season has gone on. Just a junior, uh, what have you seen from from your quarterback uh, that you think is is kind of making this thing go? He's making good decisions, and, and for the first six games of the year, we he and Evan Enos mm-hmm. split split reps, and uh, Evan did a great job as well. I mean, he, uh, we could have gone with either one of them. Joseph was probably making a few more plays, uh, is for you know bigger plays, so we 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 put the majority of the reps towards him, but. Both of them did real well. Uh, as the season's progressed, he's gotten better at making decisions. And our offense is totally a decision-making offense. If you're going to play quarterback, you've got to make good decisions. Um, you know, we can do it with a lot of different kind of players. We've done it the, the last time we were in the third round. We had a quarterback that's about 205 pounds, was not very fast at all. Uh, but he made great decisions. And we, you know, when he turned it upfield, we'd gain four, five, six yards. Uh, we've done it with faster quarterbacks like Joseph, where he turns it up, he has a chance to make uh, a few more yards. But the, the key component all of them have to have is they have to be able to make good decisions they have to be confident in the decisions and the, and the rest of the players have to know they're going to make good decisions uh one more question on your offense uh, you guys uh you know according to to our friends at maxpreps.com you guys are currently humming along with a cool 88 percent run ratio um how many <laughs> pass plays do you have in your in your playbook <laughs> Crazy enough, we probably have more pass plays than we have run plays. I don't understand <laughs> that. But, uh, you know, it's it's funny. I, I talked to I don't know if you know Seth Parr at Coronado, uh, which they're kind of the mirror image of us. They throw it most every down. We talk about it. And he says the same thing with them. They have very few pass plays. That they, that they call them a lot, and then they have tons of run plays they never call. So uh, <laughs> we have a lot of them. I mean, they, we got plays we hadn't called and we hadn't called and. Uh, five years that we probably still practice sometimes in practice. Uh, I love it. So, uh, you know, on the other side of the ball, the, the, the defense, I think uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the defense because this is a, uh, a unit that uh, I think had their struggles a little bit earlier, uh, but seems right. like they're rounding into form. Um, what, what has changed, do you think, on the defensive side that have made you guys uh, get on this hot streak? Man, I think just, we continue to get better. I mean, we, we've really played good defense all year. You know, the, the Hannah game, we gave it some, that was the most points you gave up, mm-hmm. I believe, 34. Well, I'll say that Pebble Hills, but Pebble Hills scored a lot late. 34 is the most we've given up. But the Hannah game also had a kickoff return that was almost for a touchdown and a, and a defensive touchdown. So, really, they played good defense all year. Um, probably the difference right now is we're a little more opportunistic. You know, turning Arlington the first three drives of the game was huge, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, we run we run real well on defense. I mean, we, we're fairly fast, and uh, I think we, we do a good job coaching them. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't tackle well some of the Pebble Hills games, so we came back and we had to go back and go through tackle circuit and do some things that maybe you do more in your two-a-days. And we, we do them all year, but we, we had to address some tackling issues. We'd gotten poor at it techni- technically, so we went back and addressed it. And I think it's uh, that's made a difference, obviously, in the last two games. Uh, we're talking with Ken Plunk, the head coach of the Tascosa Rebels here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Coach, um, you guys, uh, we'll talk about your opponent here in a moment, but you guys are going to make the 239-mile uh, the drive uh, to Midland uh, for this game. But this is, uh, right. this is not this is not rare for you guys this is not new uh this is something that you guys are, are used to you guys have been road warriors all year long you're you're kind of in that that odd part of the uil structure where you're kind of on an island um 
how do you do you feel like now that you're in the playoffs and you are having to travel longer distances than 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 your opponents maybe are used to? Um, do you feel like that's an advantage for you guys? Oh yeah, I mean, we, I think it is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they travel, but, but I know that from our standpoint, going to Midland, uh, I mean, two hundred thirty mile, nine miles is. I mean, we've done that. Our kids do that in ninth grade, and we do that on Thursday night in ninth grade. So, and we do it in, on a Tuesday night in basketball in ninth grade. So it's not something. I mean, it's just part of the you know the feature of living in Amarillo, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, particularly playing at the top level. We travel. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's an advantage. I think it probably will be. Uh, I don't know if it's a decisive advantage, but I think. Uh, uh, you know, I was totally fine when when Coach Dorr, uh said, "Do we want to meet in Midland?" Said, yeah, I mean, we, sure. Midland's kind of something we do on a regular basis. And uh, like I said, I don't know that it's a decisive advantage, but I also think it's a uh, it's something that we are very very accustomed to traveling this distance. Yeah, you guys are playing in, in relatively familiar territory. And uh, now I do want to ask you uh, about your your game three thirty p.m. at Grand, beautiful Grounded Communication Stadium out there in Midland, yes. Texas. You guys will draw. Uh, Mansfield Lakeridge out of the DFW Metroplex, uh, a, yes. a, a team uh, came out of a very difficult district in, in District Seven Six A. I'm not going to ask you to give away your game plan, but uh, <laughs> but when you look across the field uh, against the the Eagles, what what do you think you're up against? Well, number one, their quarterback's playing outstanding. Yeah. I've been just super impressed with him. Uh, impressed with, I'm really impressed with them as a team. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that really impresses me the most is you know they've had a chance. They're they're nine and two or ten and two, whatever you want to count the midway game. They didn't mm-hmm. finish it. Um, and they played really good people, and uh, even you know the games. Uh, some of the games they've won have not been blowouts, but they found a way to win. Like last week against Geyer. Geyer had a lot of opportunities to put Lakeridge away, and just you know by really kind of force of will that Lakeridge would not go away. So I'm very impressed with them. I think they're super well coached. I think they play extremely hard. Uh, I think they're a very talented football team, and they're going to be extremely difficult to beat. It's going to be a fun regional semifinal in the 6A Division II bracket when the Amarillo Tuscos Rebels take on Mansfield Lakeridge, 3.30 p.m. Saturday at Midland's Grounded Communication, Communications rather Stadium uh, in Midland uh, with their coach, Ken Plunk. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on all your success so far, and best of luck on Saturday. Hey, thank you. There he goes, Ken Plunk, the head coach, the Tascosa Rebels. Uh, that'll be a good one. That's, that is probably... That's probably one of the toughest games to call this week uh, because it's two teams that are good mm-hmm. and are tested mm-hmm. and also feel like they're playing at a different level right now. Sure. That, you know, that win last week over Arlington. I was about to say, they caught them all. Like, uh, watching some of the clips and some of the touchdowns from that game, Arlington was like, wait, where's this offense coming from? Right. Like, where's was, this come they, from? This, they could not handle that flex bone. And the, the flex bone's hard to prepare for, and especially for a team like Lake Ridge, mm-hmm. where they are coming from the DFW Metroplex, and I would need to pull up their schedule. I don't think they played a flex there bone team. There is, like, I'm trying to think, like, Midlothian runs the flex bone. They, I don't think they played Midlothian. There's only like a handful of, of te- big school teams in in DFW that run it. Yeah. And as a result, I mean, they're used to playing spread teams. And so to have a week to prepare for it and a team that's really humming with Joseph Plunk, uh, the quarterback, and King Doru, the running back, um, it's really it's going to be an interesting matchup. But he's right. I mean, Chandler Rogers is playing superb ball right now uh, for, for Lakeridge. This is going to be an absolute war, one of the hardest games to call, uh, but a must-see game, seven th- or 3.30 p.m. Saturday afternoon at Midlands Grande Communication Stadium, uh, Tascosa and Lakeridge. We appreciate Coach Ken Plunk hopping on with us. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking Football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Hey, 
can you not make it for one reason or another <laughs> to a Texas high school football game this weekend? <laughs> maybe, I don't know, you have a flat tire. Or maybe, I don't know, your wife is 39 and a half weeks pregnant. <laughs> These are just like hypothetical just ideas right. that I'm just kind of throwing out there. Yeah. Um, why not check out TexanLive.com? Texan Live has the best games every single week uh, to stream live uh, at, at TexanLive.com. Uh, all of us uh, subscribe. All of us. And, Big fans. And, and, and they, are, they are partners of ours, but uh, I will tell you that if they were not, we would still be subscribers. Like I, I, the, What they do is, is really, really amazing. And there are tons, tons of games, great games on TexanLive.com uh, this week. Uh, look, Katie Norshore. Katie Norshore. I mean, what? What? Do you, there's no selling point here. It's Katie Norshore. Hello. Mm-hmm. If you are watching the show and you're not into Katie Norshore, perhaps you're lost. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, Forbin Marshall and Port Natchez Groves. Oh, another game that if fireworks. You're, uh, that's going to be fun. Um, East Chambers and Cameron Yo is going to be super pointsy. That's going to be yeah. a lot of fun at the small school level. If you want to get some eyes on Quero, Quero and West Osos going on. Um, Sealy, Liberty Hill. Liberty Hill. This is like a first real, real big challenge for Liberty Hill in a while. Battle of Unbeaten's there. Uh, Franklin and Grandview, if you're into the Central Texas thing, they got that going on. If you're into the Austin thing, you got Hutto and and, and Richmond Foster. That's on Friday. Shadow Creek and Georgetown. Shadow Creek and Georgetown. That's underrated. That's an underrated game. Keep an eye on that game. Uh, That is, of course, on Saturday. Saturday, you also get Allen and the Woodlands. Uh, if you want to see two just heavyweights slug it out, that'll be fun. Yep. Uh, a seat and Cy Fair. Uh, Hewitt Midway, which has been rolling, going up against a Klein Oak team that refuses to lose. Um, Beaumont Westbrook and Katie Tompkins, I would say probably for a spot in the semifinal. Yeah. Uh, and then the two nightcaps, baby. nightcaps. Okay, so Tompkins and Westbrook's that night, so yeah. watch that. Yeah. But at the same time, at McLean Stadium, Longview and Vandergrift. Mm. Oh, uh, boy. Battle of Unbeatens. That's on TexanLive.com. And so is Goliad and Yoakum, the rematch. Mm. Yep. Uh, Rocky Morris is back for Goliad. That's going to change the game a little bit. I think this is going to be awesome, awesome nightcap on Saturday night. I am going to be on my couch watching Texan Live on Saturday, uh, hoping that my wife's water doesn't break because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, honey, it's Longview Vandergrift. <laughs> it's 14-7 in the third quarter or something like that. So uh, TexanLive.com, check it out. Uh, it is certainly, certainly worth your time, and, and uh, check them out. They've got a huge, huge slate of Texas football games per usual, streaming live on TexanLive.com. The regional semifinals of the Texas High School football playoffs kick off tonight. 88 games scattered across the state over the next three days. Only one person is dumb enough to record a video predicting all 88 of them. Uh That person is me. Here are my picks for the regional semifinals of the Texas High School football playoffs on Texas football today. We're down to 176 Texas high school football teams, and we will cut it in half again in the third round of the playoffs. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guys to Texas High School Football Weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And here we are, the regional semifinals of the 2018 Texas High School Football Playoffs. 88 games scattered across the state from Class 6A down to Class 1A. And we are going to cover every single one of them in this video. We start in Frisco. 
8 o'clock Saturday night at the Ford Center in Frisco. It is a 5A Division II regional semifinal between the Marshall Mavericks and the Huntsville Hornets. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, the trenches. And this is where the biggest advantage lies for Huntsville. This is a big, physical, mean team that has a lot of size up front. Not just their big-time defensive lineman, Tavondre Sweat, but on the other side as well with their big offensive line led by Jesse Hoke. Marshall's going to be the smaller team in this game, but They've got some playmakers themselves in their center, Christian Hood, and their defensive end, Marcus Jones. Can Marshall play the trenches to a draw, or will Huntsville dominate up front? Key number two, Marshall's burners. For what they lack in size, they certainly make up for in speed on the Marshall sideline. They have a ton of playmakers who can cut the brakes and go. Quarterback J.J. Green has been spectacular, and he's got a number of weapons on the outside. Taj Washington and DeKendrick Baker. They are going to be the faster team on the field in Frisco on Saturday night. Can they let that speed loose, or will Huntsville contain them? And key number three, the big stage. The lights are going to get brighter every single week in the Texas high school football playoffs. And here in the regional semifinals of the 5A Division II bracket, we're kind of in uncharted territory for both Marshall and Huntsville. Marshall hasn't been this far since 2015, which is when these seniors on this Mavericks team were just freshmen. And on the other side, Huntsville hasn't been this far since 1990. That's before any of these guys who are going to suit up for the Hornets were even born. So on this big stage... In the Sweet 16, who can handle the moment better? Who am I picking? I'm going with Huntsville. Obviously, the physical advantage is going to be key for the Hornets in this one, but we didn't even mention just how great their defense has been. It absolutely shut down a high-powered manville attack last week, and I expect them to be on their game once again. Not to mention their outstanding quarterback, Matthew Southern, who feels really locked in right now. For Marshall, the key for them is to get out and run. They will have the speed advantage in this game. Turn this thing into a track meet. But for now, I think Huntsville moves on to the regional final. Let's stay in that same building, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at the Ford Center in Frisco. It's a 4A Division I regional semifinal between the Midlothian Heritage Jaguars and the Carthage Bulldogs. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, the Landon Ledbetter show. And plain and simple, what can you say about the Midlothian Heritage quarterback that hasn't already been set? He's one of the most decorated passers in Class 4A. A three-year starter, he's going to pass the 3,000-yard mark on the season in this game. He's thrown for 43 touchdowns against just seven interceptions. This kid has been everything you want in a signal caller. And by the way, he's got some outstanding wide receivers like receiver Langston Anderson. This is a huge game against the defending champs. Can Landon Ledbetter step up and have his biggest game yet? Key number two, Carthage's home run hitters. You know, we had some questions about this Carthage offense coming off of their 2017 state championship. Most notably, how do you replace your bell cow and running back Keontae Ingram, who's now off to the University of Texas? Well, the way that they've done it is that they've found a number of different weapons who can take it to the house every single time they touch the ball. Quarterback Gunner Caps has been outrageous this year. His receiver, Calvante Dixon, has stepped up in a big way. And I think their running game with Tucker Smith is really underrated as well. Carthage has a number of ways to beat you. Can they take the top off this defense and hit a couple of home runs? And key number three, defense anyone? 
So I think both these teams actually fall into the same category of having these really high-powered, exciting, headline-grabbing offenses that overlook really, really good defenses. Carthage has been really sound defensively with Rayvon Ingram. And on the other side, Connor Jones has led what's been a resurgent Jaguars defense. Both these defenses can hold their own. All the headlines are going to be about the offensive matchup here. Can the defenses step up and steal the show? Who am I picking? I'm going with Carthage. Call it the champion's advantage or call it just not picking against a streak. Remember, Carthage has won 38 games in a row. But for me, I just think that their offensive weaponry is so diverse and so dangerous that I think it could be the difference in this one. Not to mention, I think this Carthage defense is really rounding into form and looking like that vintage Bulldogs defense. On the other side, look, Midlothian Heritage has some weapons. Landon Ledbetter is probably the best quarterback in 4A. This kid has been absolutely sensational, and he can light it up with Langston and Anderson. But can they slow down Carthage enough to make it matter? I'm just not sure. I think Carthage defends their crown. I think they move on to the regional final. 7 o'clock Friday night at NRG Stadium in Houston. It's a 6A Division I regional semifinal between the Katy Tigers and the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. And if you feel like you've seen this movie before, it's because you have. This was a week one matchup between these two teams. North Shore went on the road to Katy and took home a 35-21 win. 14 points. That's what Katy has to make up. Now, I don't think there's any doubt that Katy has improved as the season has gone on. The defense is really starting to look like that. Gary Joseph coach defense and DeAndre Glasses really humming right now. Their running back has been simply sensational. But as much as Katie has improved, I think North Shore's improved just as much. Their running game with Zachary Evans is really grinding. Their quarterback, Demetrius Davis, has been great. And oh yeah, their defense is still suffocating people. I think this game could be closer than the first one, but I think the result is the same. Give me North Shore. 6 o'clock Saturday at McLean Stadium in Waco. It's a 6A Division II regional semifinal as the Longview Lobos take on the Vandegrift Vipers. Battle of unbeatens in this one, and I think this game has a chance to be really strength on strength. Uh, you know, Trevor Harrison and Javon Parker have been outstanding for this really, really good Vandegrift defense. They shut down Klein Collins last week, which is no small feat. What happens when they go up against Haynes King and this high-powered Longview attack? That's going to be fun to watch, but the difference in this one, I think, is Longview's defense. They are really, really talented, and they are flying to the football right now. I think they win a low-scoring slugfest. Give me Longview. 8 o'clock Saturday night at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. It's a 5A Division I regional semifinal as the Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Eagles take on the Mission Veterans Memorial Patriots. And if you're a little bit confused, it's okay. They have basically the same name, but they have a very, very different style. Corpus Christi Vets wants to run the ball, keep it on the ground, rely on the running game with Kobe Piper and that big offensive line and grind this thing out. On the other side, Mission Veterans Memorial has maybe the best player you don't know about. Landry Gilpin, their quarterback, is putting up Kyler Murray-esque numbers. Yes, I mean that. The numbers are really ridiculous. He is a superstar. Can he take over this game? This is tough to call, but I like Mission Vets to move on to the regional final. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Provost Umphrey Stadium in Beaumont. It is a 4A Division II regional semifinal between the Jasper Bulldogs and the West Orange Stark Mustangs. Another rematch, this game taking place the first time in early October with Jasper coming away with a win. But this is a different West Orange Stark team. That chain gang defense is really, really starting to hum. They're starting to hit people. That win last week over Sweeney was really impressive. And more importantly, their offense has found some momentum. Caven Cooper and this running game is starting to get a little 
little something going. You know, on the other side, Jasper, I think that defense is starting to peak, really and truly. That win last week over Belleville was very impressive, and their running game with Montavian Hunt is really grinding as well. This is really close to call, and I hate going against a team like West Orange Stark, who has such pedigree, but I think Jasper might have their number. Give me the Bulldogs. 7 o'clock Friday night at Shotwell Stadium in Abilene. It's a 3A Division I regional semifinal between the Wall Hawks and the Brock Eagles. And, yeah, it's an annual tradition. This is the fifth consecutive year that these two teams have gone at it in the playoffs. Brock has won three of the previous four meetings. The key for Wall in this one, I think, is play action. This is a team that likes to run the ball. But they have a very capable quarterback in Mason Fuchs who can pull it back and burn Brock with his arm. I think, though, that this Brock defense is really starting to play exceptionally well. Linebacker Zach Young has been spectacular, not to mention the offense, I think, is starting to find its groove. I think Brock takes home a win. 7 o'clock Friday at Sherwood Memorial Stadium in Plainview. It's a 3A Division II regional semifinal as Tulia takes on Abernathy. Two surprising teams in this one. Abernathy looked really good in their win over Childress last week. And Tulia, man, to finish third in their district and to keep on humming with wins over Merkel and Crane in the first two rounds of the playoffs, really impressive. Their running game with Sean Kelly has been great. Can they find an answer for Bryson Daly and this suddenly white-hot Abernathy attack? I'm not sure. I think Abernathy takes home a win. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Ferris Stadium in San Antonio. It's a 2A Division I regional semifinal between the Shiner Comanches and the Refurio Bobcats. And finally, finally, 2A Division I Region 4, the region of doom, is going to start to sort itself out. Shiner has been arguably the most complete and consistent team in 2A Division I all year long. Their defense is just crushing people, and running back Donye Taylor seems to have hit another gear in the playoffs. Refurio's an interesting story. This is a team that got off to a slow start, reinvented themselves offensively in the middle of the season, moving back to the spread offense. Quarterback Austin Ochoa has been sensational. What happens when these two teams meet? It's hard to tell, but I think Shiner's defense is the difference. Give me the Comanches. 7 o'clock Friday night at Mustang Stadium in Madisonville. It is a 2A Division II regional semifinal as the Grapeland Sandys take on the Mark Panthers. And, you know, Grapeland's been one of those teams that's just flown under the radar all year long, but this team is really, really good. They have a defense that takes the ball away, led by the sophomore playmaker Cooper Sheridan, not to mention their quarterback Rick Frauenberger has been really special this year. But what happens when they go up against a Mart team with tons of pedigree and tons of speed? They're running game is really starting to get going with running back Tyrick Horn. I think this game could be closer than you think, but I do think Mart takes home a victory. It's time for regional finals in Class 1A. 7 o'clock Friday night at Bulldog Stadium in Brady. The Lakey Eagles take on the Gorman Panthers. And two really tremendous stories in this one. Gorman had their first playoff win since 2008 when they were an 11-man team. Back in the first round of the playoffs when they knocked off Eden, and then they followed that up with an upset win over Nueces Canyon. And Lakey, they're in their first year playing six-man ball. They went 1-9 and nine in his 11-man program last year, and they have just kept on humming. Uh, really sad to see one of these teams go home. They have been really fun to watch, but I think Hunter Williams is the difference for Lakey. I think the Eagles move on to the state semifinals. 
And 7 o'clock Friday night in Heiko, it's a 1A Division II regional final between the Iredell Dragons and the Strong Greyhounds. And if you want to tell me that these are the two very best teams in 1A Division II and the winner of this game will win the state championship, I think I would believe you. Iredell has been nearly perfect all year long. The Dragons have held six of their opponents to single digits and points. That is absolutely outrageous when you're talking about six-man football. Strong, you know them. They're the defending champs, and they bring back all that talent from last year. I think that, that pedigree is what is the difference in a very close game. I think Strawn moves on to the state semifinals. But those are far from the only big games in the third round of the Texas high school football playoffs. Let's get to a mega-sized lightning round. In 6A Division One, I think Southlake Carroll gets the win over Euless Trinity in a rematch of that classic game 12 years ago. And I think Duncanville beats Arlington Lamar. Allen rolls past the Woodlands. Hewitt Midway keeps it going with a win over Klein Oak. And Umbla Tascacita takes down defending 6A Division II champ Cy Fair. It's Valley Week in Region 4. I like Lake Travis over Westlaco. And Converse Judson beats San Benito. 6A Division 2 now. I think Haltom beats Hebron. And as good of a story as Mesquite Horn has been, I think Spring Westfield gets the win. I think Amarillo Tascosa keeps it rolling with a win over Mansfield or Lake Ridge. Beaumont Westbrook takes down Katie Tompkins, and Cy Creek beats Humble Summer Creek. San Antonio Brandeis beats Brownsville Hannah, and watch out for this one. I do think Austin Westlake beats Edinburgh Vela, but it's close. 5A Division I now. Grapevine takes down Birdville, and Denton Ryan keeps it rolling with a win over Lubbock Coronado. Highland Park soars by Mansfield Timberview. Frisco Lone Star uses their defense to get by John Tyler. And I like Alvin Shadow Creek in another close one over Georgetown. San Antonio Wagner stays perfect with a win over Corpus Christi Flower Bluff. And Hutto stays perfect with a win over Richmond Foster. 5A Division II, now battle of upstarts. I like Wichita Falls Rider to get by Canyon Randall. And I like Lubbock Cooper over Justin Northwest. Alito out muscles South Oak Cliff. Frisco Reedy squeaks by Burleson Centennial and one of the best matchups of quarterbacks in the state. I like Fort Bend Marshall over Port Natchez Groves. Kerrville Tyvee outguns Port Lavaca Calhoun and Corpus Christi Cal Allen keeps rolling. They beat Brenham. 4A Division I now. I like Canyon over Hereford and Wichita Falls. Hershey gets over Decatur. Waco La Vega beats Paris in a slugfest. Liberty Hill runs by Sealy, and I like Argyle to win their rematch with Salina. Lavernia edges Laferia, and okay, I'm done doubting Van. I think the Vandals beat Henderson. For Division Two now, Midland Greenwood takes down Iowa Park, and Lubbock Estacado gets past Glenrose. Give me defending champ Pleasant Grove to beat Gilmer. I like Lorena to beat Pittsburgh, and Giddings over Silsby. Geronimo Navarro runs past Rockport, Fulton, and Cuero beats Corpus Christi West Oso. 3A Division I now. Shallow Water stays perfect with a win over Eastland, and I think Mount Vernon beats Atlanta. I'm buying in on Malakoff. I think they beat Gladewater. I think Cameron Yo wins a shootout over East Chambers, and give me Franklin over Grandview. Edna topples Rice Consolidated, and in a rematch, I like Goliath to beat Yoakum. 3A Division II now. I think Canadian beats their district bunkmate Spearman for the second time. And I like Gunner over Comanche. Buffalo nips Holiday. Corrigan Camden takes down Dangerfield. And Newton soars past Troop. I like Van Vleck over Tidehaven. And in a close one, I like East Bernard over Blanco. Down to 2A Division I now. I like New Deal over Panhandle. And Sundown gets by Stinnett, West Texas. 
Dillion scoots by Riesel. San Saba stays perfect with a win over Celeste. And I like Price Carlisle just barely over Tenahaw. Give me San Augustine over Garrison and Mason beats Wallace Brazos. To 2A Division 2 we go. Groover beats Clarendon and Stratford takes down Vega. Wellington clips Hamlin. Albany beats Wheeler and I like Munster over Evadale. Battle of Unbeatens, I like Fall City over Woodsboro, and give me Burton over Granger. And it's regional finals in six-man football in 1A Division I. I like Garden City to squeak by Balmeray. Give me Milford to beat Union Hill, and I like McLean to topple White Deer. And last but certainly not least, 1A Division II. I like Follett over Motley County. Give me Jayton to stay hot with a win over Grand Falls Royalty, and Richland Springs beats Oakwood. And those are the picks, all 88 Texas high school football games this weekend. I picked them right here because I am a glutton for punishment. So why don't you let me know what am I wrong about? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DTTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2018 Texas high school football playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the third round of the Texas high school football playoffs. We'll see you. Hi, guys. That was the picks. Do you have a beard? That was 17 minutes of picks. You can see it at YouTube, on YouTube, if you missed any of my picks. But, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a lot. It was a lot. But once again, I will go on the record. Yep. I got at least one right. I think you did. I think I got at least I one right. you got at least one right. Um, I will say, normally in the third round of the playoffs, there are some, like, you can kind of pencil yourself in for a couple of wins with, uh, because it's, it's what so-called Valley Week. I think there are like three, maybe four Valley teams uh-huh. that have a chance this week. Yeah. I think um, I, I picked Mission Vets to beat Corpus Christi Vets, although that's really co- tough to call. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be the game I'm most excited about this weekend, actually. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm so excited about it. Um, I think Laferia's got a good chance against Lavernia. I think Brownsville Hannah's got a decent chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. I just keep there's something about Edinburgh Vela. Maybe it's Daniel Enriquez, but like there's something about Edinburgh Vela uh, against Austin West. Like in any case, I guarantee I'm, I, I promise you I got at least one of those right. Um, check that out at Texas or at you, on YouTube if you want to watch that. So we are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. And follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. And now, it's time for the regular season finale. This is so stupid. A free money! For your bookie. Free money! For your bookie. My college football picks against the spread. I'm very glad the season's ending because last week was bad. <laughs> three and seven last week. I'm 64, 62, and three. I'm guaranteed to finish the regular season above 500. <laughs> okay? Guaranteed to do that. Uh, but... <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so, uh, but we are going to do bowl season, bowl season, and season. so I, this is an important game to give myself a little bit more buffer for the right. bowls, right? because <laughs> bowls are super unpredictable. <laughs> I got to get this one right, I feel like. Yeah, so, I guess. I mean, I think you need to get this wrong, personally. Well, I know you do, because you're, root- you're rooting for 
the the world to burn. Well, yeah, I mean your world to burn. My world to burn. Not really. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not. And if I can make I, I'm fine with all these other yahoos watching the show. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, Max. What's first? Also last. There's this little game just down the road from here. Maybe you heard about it. Yeah. Number 14, hmm. Texas taking on number 5, Oklahoma, 11 a.m. Saturday at AT&T Stadium. The Horns, 7.5-point dogs. I am of two thoughts here. Um, first of all, if you were to ask me who I think is the better team, mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma's the better team. I don't sure. think that's a real hot take. Sure. Is that a real hot take? It might be to some people. Like, I don't... I don't <laughs> I don't the tone in his voice revealed who that hot take might be for some people. Yeah, I just who I those don't know. some people might like, be. Okay, so according to S and P Plus, yeah. Oklahoma is the fourth best team in the sta- in the nation, right? Yeah. And Texas is the thirty fifth, right? Okay. <laughs> but, I, don't know. I mean, now Texas has beaten Oklahoma, though. Right. That's one thing. That's the thing that happened. Yes, that is the thing that happened. So they're on one hand, I think, on paper. Oklahoma's got to be the favorite, not just to win, but to cover. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, you have Texas, who you can make an argument, has Oklahoma's number, right? They have Oklahoma's number. I don't, I don't know. And, and as much as, like, playing them to a draw is having their number. Now, I will say— I was about to say, a lot of that was Kyler Murray playing probably the worst half of his career so the other far. thing, The other thing about this is that if you believe in the—so, um, according to SP Plus, mm-hmm. they have the post-game win expectancy, which sure. is basically you take the key figures of the, of the stats, and you don't look at the score. Yeah. Key, the key stat figures, and you say, how often does a team win this game? Oklahoma wins that game 92% of the time, <laughs> is what that says, is what post-game win expectancy says. So, there's that. But Tom Herman is an underdog. Yeah, and Tom Herman as an underdog is a thing. It okay? definitely is. It is. I think he's like eleven and one as a like uh, against the spread as an it's underdog. Kind of ridiculous, including like three like straight like straight up wins. Yeah, this is hard. In the end, though, I'm going to go with Oklahoma minus seven and a half, simply because I think they have more to play for. Right. I think that everything is on the line, and most importantly, Mike Stoops is not allowed in the building. I think – now, the defense has not been incredible since they fired Mike Stoops. Right. But it's been marginally better, and that may be all know. it takes to put them over the top. Yeah. I'm going to go with Oklahoma minus 7.5. I do not feel good about it at, at all. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma minus 7.5. I'm taking Texas to cover. What? Outright. You're taking them outright? I'm taking them outright. Wow! So I've been a huge skeptic all year. You have been. All year. I, I said this is a team that can't put two games together, can't put two consistent performances together. I've said that this is a defense that has, hasn't looked great the past couple weeks late in games. Um, granted, they've won because of the defense, but late in games, like last week especially, it was like you look up and Kansas is like a down down 10 points. Mm-hmm. Um Sam Ellinger is putting something together. They have an identity. Keontae Ingram is looking like the best freshman running back in the country right now. He is. That's Um, facts. And Oklahoma's defense is marginally better, but I think I still feel worse about that defense because Ruffin McNeil is taking over, and they still look abysmal. I they looked abysmal and now they look less abysmal. I don't, but I, not enough to the only thing them, I remove the, that label from them. The only thing I flat out disagree with you about mm-hmm. is the outright thing. 
Uh, that's the part. Although I will say this. Right. I, th- I, 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 I do think that now that I kind of say it out loud, I think really what I'm thinking mm-hmm. is that if, if Texas covers, sure. I think they're going to win. Right. Right? Right. I think this is either like a 14-point Oklahoma win mm-hmm. or it's like a three-point Texas win. Right. I'm going to end up going – I'm going to go with the team with the single individual best player. Sure. That's Kyler. It's Kyler Murray is the best player. It's Kyler Murray. Easily. I'm gonna. I'm, that's gonna be my tiebreaker, basically, in this one. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Oklahoma. I think the one thing that, the one thing I think Texas can't bank on is Kyler Murray having that first half he did in the in the Red mm-hmm. River game. That was the worst half. He, you know, the random fumble where he sets the ball on the ground, like you know, yeah. just a couple bad throws. It was like, it was a Kyler Murray we hadn't seen this year. I don't think they can bank on that, but I think this what we've seen is this offense can put up points now. Yes, Texas offense can move. Absolutely, and against this, you can amplify that by ten against Oklahoma. So I don't think Kyler Murray plays as terribly, but I think, I think, to me, you have to bank on which defense can make a play, That's a play, not a ev- lot. Everything you said makes sense. So, Everything you said makes sense. I, I've been a skeptic all year. I'm just going to go the other I'm way. Gonna, Okay, I'm gonna do it. I, so there yeah. you go. Those are our free money picks. I'm taking Oklahoma of my seven and a half, and, and that's can, and then they can go to wherever the bowl is that they go to. That's free money. And now let's go to America's second favorite segment: final thoughts. It's gonna be longer for once than uh, free money, which is this is a very exciting moment for me. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got something in the uh, in the holster here that's going to blow your mind. Oh, Number one, Brent Homan says he's listening to today's show while fishing. Now he has it figured out. That. Has, that is, that is cracking the code, my man. That is the move. I want to uh, direct your guys' attention to uh, our Slack chat. Okay. Uh, story out of uh, Star Local Media from Brian Murphy, <laughs> mm-hmm. in which Salina has decided to talk epic amounts of trash toward Argyle. Yeah. Quote, Argyle doesn't understand how we play in the playoffs. We beat two really good football teams in two weeks and played a whole lot better than anybody thought we could. We have been getting better throughout the year, and now it's time that it is paying off. I don't think Argyle is getting any better. I have, I have, I'm just going to pause for that. You know who else Salinas played this year? I know, right? Argyle. I know. <laughs> They're still the same team they were three weeks ago and aren't improving. Mm-hmm. That team that beat you by 40. I was about to say, so that 20, they, 42. Yeah. They're already a great football team, but don't have the ceiling that we do. Um, okay. I don't. I don't disagree that Salina is getting better, and I would even buy that Argyle is not improving. That Argyle is exactly the same team they were at the end of the season, regular season. Sure. I will grant you, let's just, for the sake of this argument, grant those two things. Coach Elliott is the one saying this, by the way. It's not a player. Love, love the swagger. I love the swagger. Boy, okay. Love let's go. Love the swagger. Here's my thing, though. <laughs> you got to make up 42 points. And I'm just not sure that's going to happen. Uh, and by not sure, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, look... Clearly, we are all in on this and are ready on Monday to be like, wow. I'm, hey, man, we, listen. Uh, we are eating crow. Salina knew. We sound like idiots. If Salina beats Argyle, Bill Elliott's on the show Monday. And he can tell us. And I won't even be here. Sure. So I'm booking your show Monday. <laughs> right, right. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, look. Hey. Cool. Okay. I love it. Listen, M- Max, you of all people are Mr. Talk Your, talk your Peace. I look. I yeah, absolutely. I am. You got to talk out forty-two points, man. Be who you want to be. If he thinks that saying this is what his kids need, 
personally, I think this is a game that Argyle, if I if I am looking at the psychology of this game, I'm thinking Argyle beat them 40, 40 points mm-hmm. by 40 points what, four weeks ago, mm-hmm. five weeks ago, four weeks ago, and those kids probably aren't thinking twice about this game. They're like, you, yeah. they're like, we'll beat them again. And now the coach of the other team is saying, yeah, uh, they haven't gotten any better. You got to fly under the radar. You got to, yeah, you got to like, oh, keep look. that. My my whole psychology game on this is you got to play that close to the chest. If you believe this, that's great. Take it to the bank when you play them and the, sneak up on them. Don't give the don't give the afterwards. Yeah, give the favorite bullet. Come out on the first too. play and hit them harder than they realized. There's, you could. Uh, don't give don't give the favorite something to hang up in the weight room. I like uh, I like the swagger. I, I like do the like swagger. the swagger, but boy, oh boy, that's uh, that's getting after it. It's getting after it. That is getting after it. And look, if it pays off, I will be so impressed. Those quotes will go on the wall in here. It's going to be on this screen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to permanently make a meme on this show of Coach Elliot talking an epic amount of trash on Argyle. Uh, that would be amazing. But in the meantime, that's just we don't get a lot of. A lot of hot controversy quotes no, in Texas don't. high school football. No, I like that. Uh, I am, or if we do, it's like a tweet from a player. I right, right. Like, never, and, then, and then like he goes in, and, yeah. then, and the coach is like, will you knock that yeah. off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, just uh, said you just said that about Alan. Delete that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Tony Blaylock says, why is Elliot giving Argyle bulletin board material? Isn't that Tepper's job? Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's my yeah. job. I'm the uh, one who hates your favorite team. Right. In fact, you know what? Bill Elliott, why are you trying to step on my brand? Yeah, right. <laughs> this is this is your job. You're supposed to hate everyone's favorite team. Yeah. Uh, that's unbelievable, and I've already that lost awesome. track. That's that's a man, lot, man. This is uh, that is a score. score I will it, be by the way, by the way, that score was forty-two nothing in the first quarter. in the first quarter at yeah. Salina. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, this is what I wanted to ask before before we take off for the day. I want to yeah. give I give our loyal viewers a chance. Ish and I will be at four games this weekend. <sighs> we are getting after it. Uh, Step will, I think, be at four games as well. There's no way he's not uh, doing some sort of doubleheader on Saturday, he's right? He's doing a tripleheader. Triple, so he could be five. He's Alamo Dome. He's doing five. He's doing the five game. That's right. He's going to be at the Alamo Dome. So he'll be doing five games this weekend. Uh, I want to know where our people are at. Where, where are all the yeah. commenters? Yeah. If you're in the comments, what games are you at this weekend? Will we see you? Will we be at the same games? Are we going to say hi to each other? Let us know. Yes. Tweet us at DCTM. You won't see Tepper. You will not. Tepper's uh, on baby watch. I'm on. I'm... And you're gone next week. If you missed the show... Uh, yesterday we are. We should probably put out this warning today and tomorrow. That uh, I'm, I'm, I'm off next week. Although, yeah, we have booked a show Tuesday. We yeah, have booked a show Tuesday. Is, I will not be here Tuesday. Though, can we but. put her on watch to like shame her if she doesn't show up? The Supernova, Aaron Hardigan will be sitting in this chair. Yeah, yeah. Hosting, this, hosting this show. It's good. It's good. Um, so Ishmael and I will attempt to keep up with her energy in some no, way. I won't be here Tuesday either. Oh, that's right. You'll be gone. Yeah. That's right. Just right. me and Hardigan. Okay. God help us. So uh, <laughs> maybe I'll find another guest. I'm still throwing out the if anyone wants to co-host next week. I, I'm not joking. Come to Louisville. I'm legitimately he not joking. Host. Brent <laughs> Homan. Brent Homan's already like just tell me the day, and I'm like, look, man, you just hosted. If you he, already got to. If he right. can't, I want to give some other people a chance if they want to come and, in. And, and here's host. the thing, guys. If he can't find, I know how Max is wired. If yeah. he can't find, there a just host, won't be a show. There won't be a show. <laughs> I'm not just going to come here and stare at the camera for a half hour by myself. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So if y'all want to host the show, I mean, all of you, there's like 35 of you who are like loyal fans of the show, and I have not had a serious request yet to come in and host the show next week. 
That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Max Thompson, Ishmael Johnson, Bill Elliott, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Mailback Friday on Texas Football Today.